counting all the assholes in the room, I can see I'm not alone. No, no, no. No, we're not this room. You're alone in this room when it comes to assholes. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, God. So, uh, before we get started, should we tell everybody about our field trip? Sure. So, Tuesday, uh, Je- uh, February the 8th, we had our first kind of oh no, not them field trip. Uh, Bill, Jim, our worthy constituent from Summit Hill, mm-hmm. and I went to see Ghost and Volbeat down at the Giant Center in Hershey at Hershey. Yes, it was uh fun, fun all the way around. Yes, um, I mean the the ride down was enjoyable. <laughs> Yes. Even though Jim drives like shit. I don't think he drives like shit. He drives like shit. Look, my cruise control. I have cruise control. And doing 40 miles an hour. It seemed like that, didn't it? Yes. Jim, for the record, you drive like old people fuck. (laughs) Slow and sloppy. (laughs) But thanks for driving. Oh, yeah. That was a a blast. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Had a great time. Um, The show started... The show started with a band... That was very intriguing on mm. the surface, and I kind of dug them. Uh, they're a band called Twin Temple, and their shtick is it is satanic doo-wop. Yeah, I like the I like the aesthetic, the look of the band, and all that. I really, but I I'm not into doo-wop, so I just really didn't I didn't care for the music. Well, let's talk about the aesthetic. The backing band was all dressed in black. You couldn't really see too much mm-hmm. out of them. And the guitar player and the singer were in these red and black costumes with upside down crosses on the back. Mm-hmm. The T's in Twin Temple are both stylized as upside down crosses. They had a full on satanic altar on the stage. Yeah, I was kind of wondering about that because it seemed that that was more leaning towards paganism than it was. No, it's a LeVay and Satan, Satanic it, it, altar. It, I know, but it just seemed like what they were going for because they had the swords and the chalices and yeah. and the, um, um, I guess the, they were simulating the water. Um, yes. For, but it it that's it seemed more paganism than it did um, a Satanic. Well, I enjoyed them. I thought they were pretty good. I actually went and checked them out on Spotify. Mm-hmm. That way I could hear them with, you know, a mix that they approve of. Yeah. Instead of an opening band mix. Mm-hmm. And uh, I added, I actually added one of their songs to my Spotify playlist. I added uh, a, a, a catchy little number called Let's Have a Satanic Orgy. Mm. All right. I dug them. It, I, I, I'm just not into doo-wop. I mean, it just, to me, even with the vocals the way they were, it just still sounded like doo-wop, and it's not my It favorite. was more of a surf-type deal not than, than straight-up doo-wop. Doo-wop, surf. They're, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Um, give them, give them. I mean, they look, they look, they look wonderful. I mean, I can't, I can't fault the look, because it reminded me of, like, the B-52s slapped together with the white stripes. And then evil. Yes. Very nice. Very yes. evil. Yes. Um, check them out. Uh, Twin Temple. You can find them on Spotify and all your other listening platforms. Mm-hmm. Then we get to Volbeat. Ah. I tell you what. Volbeat, this is the first, that was the first time I've got to see Volbeat live. They were fucking fantastic. Yes. They were, they were, they were, a, all, you know, just a great, they're just a great band. 
I can't say enough good things about them. Michael Paulson's voice was killer, and he, you know, he hits all them fucking notes. Um, musically, it was spot on. You yeah. know, and I and I love the stage setup that they had. Yeah, their stage setup is really cool. Was really cool, and uh, the uh, the piano player and the sax player coming up out of the stage. <laughs> yeah, was they pretty kept neat they too. kept coming up out of the stage. The first time I didn't see him even rising. Next thing you know, they're on stage with a piano. Where'd they come from? A piano and a sax. Yeah. But yeah, they were uh, Volbeat was fucking fantastic. I would I would highly recommend seeing them. And then we got to the main event of the evening. We got to Ghost. Mm-hmm. Ghost puts on a production. I've seen them before. Oh yeah, that's uh Ghost a Ghost show is a production. Yes. And Papa was, you know, Papa was Papa. Yep, a few costume changes. Yep. Not even really between songs. I mean, you had to do a solo here and and some, you know, they had to do some fucking about while he was, you know. Yeah, he get, went. But there wasn't a dead spot. Right. Before, like, uh, in the interlude between, uh, I forget what they played before, but before years, they played year zero. Yeah. He went back, he got his sash and his headgear. And I wonder if that was Dance Macabre. I don't remember the order of the songs. Me I remember neither. the songs, but I don't remember the order. No, I think Dance Macabre was toward the end. Okay. Because uh, they ended with Square Hammer. Oh, my God. That was... Jesus Christ. That place just lifted. Yeah. That and, whole, whole and, place. I, I love that song, too. Oh, it's a great song. Uh, they play... I mean, and Ghost played everything you would expect them to play. They did. They played Cerise. Mm. They, they opened with From the Pinnacle to the Pit. Yeah. Uh, Cerise, From the Pinnacle to the Pit, Square Hammer... Uh, the new one off the new record, they played Hunter's Moon, mm-hmm. which was the lead. It's the lead single off the new new record. Uh, mixed and mastered at Soundline Studios, Strasburg, <laughs> Pennsylvania. <clears throat> Shout out to Dan Walsh. Um, yeah, Ghost was fucking amazing. Um, I've I even if you're not a fan and I know a few people who don't like Ghost. Oh, yeah, there's more. There are more than a few detractors out there. They put on a hell of a show. Yeah. And musically, they are super fucking tight. And I'll tell you what, this is actually the first show I've been to in a long time where there was no pit. Yeah. I kept waiting. There there was a guy out there and he was he was getting pretty wild. He was getting pretty animated, but it was just him. Yeah. Nothing was happening. Well, I mean, you had. uh, Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about (laughs) the crowd breakup. Yeah. Of the show. Um. Not, I, I don't think enough people knew about Twin Temple that you had like the full on Levee and Satanist. There was a there was a few people out there. I saw the, the guy with the Hill Satan sign. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll, yeah. Give, I'll give you that one. <laughs> um, but then you had like the the uh, the ones that want to be greasers. Yeah. Okay. The guys and the girls that you know, like they stepped out of American Graffiti. Yep. They're too. The dudes are too. Worried about messing up their hair. Yeah, yeah, you they're know? they're wearing a you know. I found I saw more than a few cut off denim jackets. Yeah, and and it's more of a style thing yeah. than a battle vest. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just there to put on. There's no like not a lot of patches on them and things like that. The guy with the biker, the biker motif. Yeah, yeah, you saw that. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, and they they had you had those people there, and then you had. The ones that were obviously there for ghosts. Yeah, you had guys in the, you had people in the 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 Papa makeup. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had the two the two uh, big titty nuns. Oh my yes yes I I don't I I mean I barely saw them, 
I mean, I really wasn't. We'll go with that. <laughs> Let's put it no. this way. These two, these two nuns come walking up the aisle, and if they would have sneezed, there would have been titties everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, they were. But there was every subgenre of goth at some point or another. Yeah. Which, which always fascinates me how that, you know, that genre kind of splits. Yeah, you know, you had like the I don't I don't know what they're all called, but I mean, I I know I saw we saw a few of the the people dressed up as pink, the pink ones. Yeah, the glamour goths, Gla- and we we definitely saw a lot of um, <laughs> just just like the the ones you know they read sad poetry and stuff. It's a, and I don't want to make fun of that because I I have had a lot of friends that are that, and it's okay, be who you are, and I don't mind one bit. And but it's like <laughs> there is definitely an aesthetic. Back in our day, we called them emo kids. The, no, no, the emo kids were not the goth kids, and I've had every goth and emo would yell, "No, <laughs> we are not goth." Yeah, you are. No, <laughs> yeah, you are. No, but it was. Uh, yeah, you can. You know, you can definitely spot them, and it's like, "Hey, come out, dress up, have a good time." That's all that. Anyway, I didn't see any altercations. No, it was at, you know one of the few shows for, I've ever been for to. the the damn hundred security guards that they had to have there. You know, all of them had a nice, easy night. Yeah, they did. Um, I do got to give Bill props. I got to give you fucking credit. Yes. Oh, I'm getting emotional here. I mean, I've, I've not got the props in a long time. He Bill procured the tickets for us. And without even knowing it, this guy <laughs> stepped in some shit. <laughs> he got us tickets. Now, if you've ever been to the Giants Center, it's a hockey arena. It's a minor league hockey arena. So our tickets were section 107C. That C designates club level. So we've got club level seats, completely unobstructed, wonderful view of the stage. We have our own private bathroom for that section. We have our own bar, our own concessions, we don't have to go out amongst the great unwashed <laughs> if we want to get a drink or take a piss. Oh, yeah. And you, that's, you don't have to wander out anywhere. You're done good. Yeah. You're done good. The only bitch I have <laughs> about that show <laughs> happened before we even walked in the door. And I have two bitches. Oh, okay. Okay. The, uh, obviously, because of COVID, they require proof of vaccination. And I'm completely okay with that. I, in fact, I, I encourage it. A large gathering like that, you know, you got to protect people. Mm-hmm. I get it. However, I could have had Bill's Vax card. Jim could have had my Vax card and, you know, so forth and so on. It was a precursory look at our Vax cards. Mm-hmm. They scrutinized the fucking flashlight on my keychain. Harder than they did my ga- my Vax card. Yeah, because I I did think because at PAX you had to show your your card and your ID, which makes sense to show it was you. That's why I had so much trouble getting in because they forgot to put my name on it. Right. See that and that. Uh, yeah. And I complete. That's where I. That's what I would have thought they would have done. Yeah. Okay. Driver's license in one hand, Vax card in the other. Mm-hmm. You know. There you go. That way you know it's you. You know, and I would have been completely cool with that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no mask mandate, even though there was quite a few people wearing masks. Yeah, I saw a few. Um, you know, no mask mandate. 
okay, cool, no problem. I don't have an issue with that. But if there would have been a mask mandate, I wouldn't have had an issue with that either. Mm -hmm. You know, the other problem I had, other than them scrutinizing my fucking flashlight, a two-inch flashlight on a keychain, scrutinize that more than my Vax card. No re-entry. Couldn't go smoke a cigarette between bands. And the woman gave me shit because I had two packs of smokes with me. I had an open one and, a, and an unopened one. Yeah, I didn't know she was... Because I didn't notice even you had them on you. Well, I had them in my pocket. I know, but I, I mean, did she have x-ray vision? How the hell could she see them? Well, I had them... I put them in a the bowl. Oh, I got you. That's... I put, okay. I, I put them in the bowl when I walked through the metal detector. Yeah. Ah, you got... This guy's got a lot of cigarettes. You know there's no re-entry. No, I didn't know that, but... Okay... Mm-hmm. It's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Don't give me. Okay, yes, I know it's a filthy habit, and I know I should quit, but fuck you. I thought I thought your issue was going to be with the caps. Cause, oh, because good lord, I, I heard com- I heard so much bitching about that the whole fucking time. I forgot about the caps. <laughs> okay, now they're selling beer in cans. Okay, twenty ounce. Yingling cans or pint or pints or whatever they were, mm-hmm. either 16s or 20s of Yingling in cans. Now, most places they pour the beer in a cup for you, they had those too. Yes, but you, you, most places you can't get a can, all right? Okay, you can't, most places. So they're allowing people to take cans, which can potentially be stomped down into fucking metal hockey pucks and flung at people. Mm -hmm. But they took the plastic caps off the water bottles. You couldn't have a cap on your water bottle. But here we go. A cap on the chocolate milk. was That was the one. I was the one. Of course, we're in Hershey. You know they're going to be selling chocolate. Well, yeah, that was that that was that man bun guy in front of us. He had, yeah, he had. It, you know what? It goes it goes fucking perfect with the way he was. Yes. that he would be drinking chocolate milk. Yes, <laughs> but uh, these guys are bitching. You got to see it. These guys are bitching back and forth about these caps and bitching, bitching, bitching. They're grabbing people that were sitting next to us and bitching, bitching, bitching. And then I looked down and I noticed this chocolate milk with a cap on it. So I just kind of am like, you know what? I like stern shit. So I nudge Eric and I say, hey, you you can keep you know, your cap on with chocolate milk. Yeah. And I was like, and that just stoked the fires more. He showed Jim. Here we're all over again. And, and Jim, and, Jim and, showed the dude next to and, him. And I'm sitting there just laughing now because they are they are getting angry all over again about these caps. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I wasn't <laughs> angry about it. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you, were, you guys were having such a conversation about these caps. Right. And I'm sitting there giggling to myself. But you know what we're doing, though, is we're kind of uh, glossing <laughs> over the lead here. The lead? Yeah. We can't confirm it. But... Like our uh, our row was fairly empty. Oh yeah, about four seats down from us was a girl who, at first glance, you might have thought she was pregnant until you saw how drunk she was. Oh yeah, yeah. And her boyfriend, and we can't confirm it because I didn't see a pickle in 
You didn't see a pickle. Oh. But I think that dude got a hand job in the stands at the show. It was all I saw was after they didn't stay for Ghost. They were Volbeat fans only. Yeah. Which honestly is really weird to me. I mean, when you see that many people leaving a show after Volbeat, it was it was kind of like what you paid that much to come and just see one band. Yeah. But um, when he got up, I noticed he pulled his pants up. <laughs> and I was like, hey, what, what's, uh, what's that about? <laughs> now, she was extremely drunk because she kind of pa- had to pass us to to get out earlier to use the bathroom. And she walks by me and she looks, her eyes are bloodshot red. And she just looks, I have to pee. It's just me. <laughs> go, go. <laughs> oh, yeah, she was annihilated. Yeah. But all in all, uh, uh, you know, it was, it was great to be back uh, mm-hmm. to see live music again. Yeah. Because this is the first show that I have not been involved in yeah. since uh, before the pandemic started. And also fun to just go on a mini road trip with yeah. just a, a bunch of degenerates. Well, and me. No, no, I, that's talking about you, too. No, I'm not a degenerate. It's just sad we didn't get any. Oh, man, I wish we could have had some live stream of the conversations in the, that car. Every little thing was getting discussed, and it was it was such a boatload of fun. That must mean I'm disgusting. Well, you know, I if the shoe fits. <laughs> I, this, what else can I say? It yeah. was it was a wonderful time, and I was I was so I'm so glad. First off, just to see those two bands together because I'm a fan of both. Yeah, me too. And I just I absolutely I absolutely adore. Where's Ghost from? Uh, they're I think. I think they're sweet, uh, like from Denmark. They're okay. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't sure what country they were from because it's just yeah, the the Denmark flags around were <laughs> that was kind of funny to see. Well, I mean, Michael Paulson's Danish. As I well. know, but to see, I mean, I've never been to a concert where somebody has brought flags from another country. Yeah, even an American flag, except that maybe a Ted Nugent show seems kind of weird to me. Right. To bring that. Right. Um, well, Look, I am from Denmark. I'm a Danish. <laughs> well, it, it's like it's like Paulson said. Uh, we have all been from Denmark and a little bit of New York. And they point <laughs> a out, little bit. Yeah. A little bit of New York over here. <laughs> yes. It points to Rob Caggiano. And I tell you what, man, uh, I've seen Caggiano now with Anthrax mm-hmm. and with Volbeat, as have you. Yeah. Caggiano is fucking aw- He's a killer guitar player. He is talented beyond talented. Yeah. And he makes it look so effortless. Yeah. You know, they were really fucking really awesome. I, you know, hats off to Volbeat and hats mm-hmm. off to Ghost. Thank you for a great night. Yes. All right. <clears throat> now. Continue. Let's continue our series. Yes. Now we have to rewind a little bit. <laughs> Last time we talked about 1984, uh, the year 1984 in heavy metal. Yes. Not the George Orwell book, even though I have read it. I have not. I've seen the Apple commercial. I think that's all I need to see of 1984. Okay, pretty much. You're 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 not wrong. So 1985 in heavy metal. I'm going to let you lead this off. Yeah. Like we're going to do like we do before. First, we're going to talk about the pop. Uh-huh. Now, this is 10 through 1 of the top pop songs. So I don't understand where they were in that. It's not as good as it was last year. Okay. But here we go. Number 10 was Aha, Take On Me. 
that's re- really that came in at ten. Yeah, yeah, and um, nine was Madonna, "Crazy for You," good song. Eight was Dire Straits, "Money for Nothing," overrated song. I like it. I like it too. It's not overrated. It's overplayed. Yeah. This is one I think is uh, "Tears for Fears." Everybody wants to rule the world. I love that song. Makes I, me think. Yeah. Of, makes me think of weird. Of uh, was it Weird Science or Real Genius? It must be Real Genius because Weird Science was. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Then there's uh, Hall and Oates, "Out of Touch," an underrated Hall of, song. O- Hall of Oates song. Yes, it is. Um, Shaka Khan, "I Feel for You." I don't remember this song at all. I feel for you. I think I love you. I know. I remember it. Uh. Next one's Foreigner. I want to know what love is. Overplayed song, but a beautiful song. Yep. Now, now the top three is really going to surprise the shit out of you. Okay. Because I was at, okay, first was Wham, number three, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. I tell you, that's a fucking earworm. It is. It gets stuck in your yeah. head, and it will not. Jitterbug. Yep, that's all you need. Yeah, that's it. It's in everybody's heads now. It gets stuck in your head. Yeah. And, and that song, no matter what you do, you cannot get that out of your head for at least an hour. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Then uh, number two, repeat, uh, Madonna, Like a Virgin. I, You know what? Madonna, I would have to count Madonna's early stuff, like this era mm-hmm. of Madonna, among my guilty pleasures. I like Madonna at this stage. I really did. I mean, she seemed to be everywhere doing everything. Yeah. And and she's a, a super talented singer. Yeah, you know. And number one, okay, top, top pop song. If it ain't Madonna, who could have beaten out Madonna? I don't know. Would you believe at number one, Wham, "Careless Whisper." I <laughs> love that song. <laughs> I could not believe that beat out Madonna. It's like Wham three, and one. Wow. It's like now. Madonna was in a wham sandwich. And I don't think that would have really <laughs> happened. <laughs> I took that right. I took that right where you I knew I would. Yeah, take I, it. I had a feeling it. And, um, but I, I t- careless whisper. Let's talk about that song for a minute. That is a really, really beautiful song. The sax part is iconic. You know, the saxophone part in it is iconic. And Seether does a yes an amazing cover of that mm-hmm. uh i i really like the song careless whisper i really i still though wonder though because like a virgin was on the mtv music awards i mean it was everywhere it was the title of her album i mean i i'd love to see the n- actual numbers yeah of how it made because i know they with billboard they have to take sales into it airplay and all that other stuff uh-huh. but let me where they got the numbers from because i just I was amazed when i was like wham got number one yeah that's uh, that's really shocking considering that that's the year Madonna released the Like a Virgin. Yeah. Record. So I can only think that she was too new, maybe, and just made it to number two. And Careless Whisper, but Careless Whisper was everywhere. Yeah, it's true. It, Wham was everywhere. I mean, yeah. it was just everybody knew Wham. Yeah. Also, this is the year. It's not on the list, but this is also the year that this is the We Are the World year. Okay. Which I still love that song, and I still think that that song to me was very poignant during, like all the lockdowns and everything, because the lyrics still me- meant it. Yeah, um, and, and it's uh, for those of you who may be too young to remember, uh, it was USA for Africa. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
Um, we are they they did this song. I think it was written by Smokey or not Smokey Robinson. I know Michael Jackson had a hand in Quincy writing Jones, it. wasn't Quincy it? Jones, yeah. yes. Michael Jackson, Quincy Jones, maybe a few other people. But what they did was they gathered up all of the prominent singers of that time. And Dan Aykroyd. And Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> um but if you, you go back and watch the video, of course Michael Jackson's in there. Mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen, Cindy Lauper, uh, Hall and Oates, you can see in yep, there. Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis. Uh, uh, Steve Perry of Journey. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Uh, Willie Nelson. Yep. Willie, yeah. Willie's in there. Willie actually gets a line in the song. Yeah. Um, it, it, and what they did was they raised a ton of money mm-hmm. for famine relief in Africa. Yeah. It, was, it was a you know a really worthwhile cause. And that song still gets airplay to this day. Yeah. It was like when everybody talks about the 80s being that whole me generation. I think a lot of them forget there was a lot of, I mean, you had, you know, between, you know, USA for Africa, Live Aid, Farm Aid. I mean, there were so many charity related things out there that I think it gets unfairly put as the me generation in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and Hearing Aid as well. Yep. Hearing Aid. We're stars. Yeah. Uh, that that came about. <laughs> Let's talk about Hearing Aid for a second. Uh, hearing Aid came about because the heavy metal community was not at all represented not at all. In USA for Africa. So Ronnie James Dio, I think, was the spearhead mm-hmm. behind it. Ronnie Dio got together with uh, Halford. Uh, there's Rob Halford. I think Ozzy's in it. I know Jeff Tate of Queensryche's in it. Uh, of course, Ronnie James mm-hmm. Dio. All of the prominent heavy metal singers. And they did a thing called Hearing Aid and raised even more money for African famine relief. And they did a song called We're Stars. Yeah. And it was a it, it's a cool song. Mm, it is. But yeah. But largely forgotten, sadly. Yeah, because it gets it gets uh it gets run over by what USA for Africa did. Yeah. All right. Now, three hundred and seventy nine albums debuted in nineteen metal albums, I should say, in nineteen eighty five. Okay. That's a lot of goddamn records. So Okay. Let's see how good we are in the uh top ten. All right. I'm actually gonna start at number eleven. So this goes to 11? It goes to 11. All right. Because number 11, this is uh, uh, Loudwire. No, this isn't Loudwire. Who is it? This oh, time? you faked it now. It's RateYourMusic.com. Okay. RateYourMusic.com. They did the 50 best albums of 1985. All right. And we're not going to do 50, but I have to start at number 11 simply for the fact that number 11, you look like you just ate the ass out of a skunk. I... Look, this tea that I have today, it's it's not it's zero sugar sweet tea because I can't get the my tea that I like. Oh, OK. Right. So I put some lemon in it because I like lemon in my tea. And this stuff tastes like straight ass. And I have like two freaking gallons of it now that I got a drink. Oh, that sucks to be you. So, yeah, I'm sorry if I'm going to make faces while we're doing this. I promise it's not mostly about what you say. OK. So let's start at number 11. The number 11 ranked metal album, according to RateYourMusic.com from 1985. The Stormtroopers of Death with Speak English or Die. Yep. (laughs) Such a great record. Didn't age well. Uh, Some of the lyrical content. I haven't heard it in years. Some of Billy Milano's content (laughs) didn't age well. Um, When you have songs like Fuck the Middle East. um, A lot of Billy Milano's 
lyrical content over the years yeah. did not age well. Um, but it, at that time period, I mean, you got like you know, you're talking Iran Contra. Yep, a lot of a lot of bad shits going on in the world, and you know, it's you know, as much as and I'm you know, I don't you know agree with the the hatred. You know, sometimes people just had to get their feelings out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like I said, number 11, Speak English or Die. Mm-hmm. Uh, great stuff. It's it's Billy Milano from M.O.D. and yeah. Anthrax, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the original yeah. Anthrax, because uh, it's Danny Wilker on bass, Scott Ian on guitar, and Charlie Benante on drums. Mm-hmm. And they still get together and do some S.O.D. stuff. Uh, this has Sergeant D, March of the S.O.D., Speak English or Die, um, of, you know, Fuck the Middle East. Yeah. A lot of good stuff on that record. Just didn't age very well into, you know. Yeah. Number 10, we've got uh, Celtic Frost with 2 Megatherion. Oh, yeah. I had to put that on there because you know I love that title. Yes. And um, it is, su- that's, it's, uh, I believe Celtic Frost's debut album. Mm-hmm. And you know, Tom, yeah, because I think they just came on the previous year. Yep. And Tom G. Warrior, you know, wrote some killer shit on this album. Um, this is before Cold Lake, and yeah, they sold. You know, <laughs> they they sold out and became tried to become a pop band. Yeah, this is the beginning. This is the beginning. This is proto black metal. Yeah. Um, really proto black metal. Good shit on this record. If you're into like old school, like Bathory. And bands like that, I would give the first couple of Celtic Frost albums a listen. Yeah. Number nine, we're getting into the hair. We've got Under Lock and Key by Dawkin. Well, now that's weird because I did not see that on the list of, of albums that were released. I didn't see any Dawkin on there unless I missed it. Uh, you might have missed it. Yeah, scrolling, scrolling through freaking 300 some, I might have missed it. Yeah. Under Lock and Key by Doc. Or I might have just thought if it's not back for the attack, I wasn't thinking of it. Right. I think uh, under is Under Lock and Key their debut or was there it, one before that? It might be. I don't know. I'm not much of a Dawkins fan. Yeah. They, they were. I uh, like Dream Warriors and that was probably about it. I like some of Dawkins stuff like Alone Again is not a bad song, but it's just overplayed. Mm-hmm. Mr. Scary. Uh, of course, Dream Warriors yeah. being, a, you know, being a horror guy. I, I got to dig that song. And Don Dawkins' voice mm-hmm. was just phenomenal. And you had George Lynch on guitar. Oh, yeah. Just it was just amazing. Killer guitar player to this day. Yeah. And uh, every once in a while, J- uh, Don Dawkins and George Lynch can put their differences aside. <laughs> and they actually mm-hmm. still do a couple of dates here and there together. They get the, they get uh, Mick Brown and Jeff Pilson back together. And they do shows as the original Dawkins. Mm-hmm. And you don't see too much of that from 80s bands. No. Because somebody's either dead or there's disputes about money or... Or or pissed off or burnt out to the point of they can't. Right. There's some. There's usually some underlying cause. Yeah. So, uh, number nine, like I said, Dawkins under lock and key. Number eight, The Last Command by Wasp. Great album. Yes. I'll let you take this one for a while. Well, I just it's it's Wasp. It was before it was before it was their back catalog before I got into Inside the Electric Circus. Yes. Cuz that was like the, the first one. 
But but this is the this is the one that now is, I think is their debut, right? No, it wasn't. No, the, their debut was self-titled. I think that was '84. Was that on the list? I don't have the list. But yeah, I, I think we talked about that last week. All right, yeah, it's it's just uh, Blackie Lawless at his best. Yeah, Blackie. Uh, you know the, uh, what's on what's on the last command? I have no idea. I I all the all the wasp stuff is like just blends together for me. I I there's only a few albums I can give you track listings to, and I think most of them are Anthrax. Okay, here we go. So uh, the first track is the all time wasp classic, Wild Child. Yep. Then you've got Ball Crusher. Bye 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 Ball Crusher. Bye <laughs> bye bye. Fistful of Diamonds. Another mm-hmm. classic song. Uh, Jack Action. Uh, Widowmaker. Oh, the Lord of the Week. That's right. Yep. Then on side two, you get to side two. Now we've got Blind in Texas. Was Blind in Texas on that one? Yes. Wow. That, <laughs> that one, I, I love that song, too. Cries in the Night, The Last Command, and Running Wild in the Streets. All in all, a solid record. Yes. Um, ne- okay, number seven, we've got the the thrash legends of New Jersey, Overkill with Feel the Fire. Yes. Overkill, Feel the Fire. So, starts off with Raise the Dead, then Rotten to the Core, which right. I think is still in the live set to this day. Uh, there's no tomorrow. Second son, hammerhead, feel the fire, uh, blood and iron, kill kill at command and overkill. Okay, I think I got more in overkill and taking over. Yeah, that's when I per- that's when I yeah. started to get into him. So I don't think this was one that was really on my mind a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I got on him at um, years of decay. Right. But taking over is still a great. Yeah, we'll, I'm sure we'll get the taking over. Oh, one. yeah, yeah, they'll be there. At number six, we've got Rat with Invasion of Your Privacy. Woo! I knew they were coming. Rat's a rat, like I, like I said last week, one of the underrated bands and underappreciated bands in the mm-hmm. hair metal genre. Those guys could play their asses off. Um, rat is was such a fucking great band. Yeah. Okay, that one starts off with you take the midnight subway train. Oh, you're, you're calling all those shots. Yep, you're in love. I love that. What a great way to start an yeah. album. I that I I'm hard pressed to find a better way to start an album. Yeah, I forgot to even mention that when we were talking about all the great rat songs. You're in love is a great one. Yes, I forgot about it too, and I can't believe I forgot about it. Yeah. And then we go on to Never Use Love. Doubt I don't know. Okay. Lay It Down. Of course, Lay, everybody knows that yep. one. Lay It Down uh, next. Then we have Give It All. Then we have Closer to My Heart. On uh, side two, we've got Between the Eyes. What You Give is What You Get. All right. uh, got Me on the Line. You Should Know By Now and Dangerous But Worth the Risk. Not so I don't, there's a few decent ones on there. I don't think overall as solid as Out of the Cellar. No, Out of the Cellar was one that everyone knows. Yeah, but there's some great shit on this. But yeah, you, but just starting it off, I mean, you could just get into it. Yeah, that's a it's a really killer, 
really killer album from a really killer band. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I to this day, I, I, I dig some rat. Oh, I, 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 I dig some rat. I like them. I wish I could. You know, I wish they would play them more on the hair metal stations. They yeah. don't play them as much as they should. Maybe it's a licensing thing. It's possible, but you know, you don't hear it a lot. Yeah, and if you do, it's round and round, which is still a great song. Yeah, it's a great song, but there's so much more out there. Yeah. Number five, we have Fate's Warning with the Spectre Within. That one, I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I won't even I won't even front. I'll, I don't know Fate's Warning. I'll be completely honest, neither do I. Okay. So we might not know it, but it's popular enough that it makes the list, so. Right. Um, and I don't think this list is really based on popularity. It's uh, an opinion of just great record. Damn sure better be. Well, no. Popular does not equal good. <laughs> Justin Bieber sells millions of records. Uh, yes. <laughs> Number four, we're getting into familiar territory. Megadeth with killing is my business and Ooh, business is good. That's beautiful. Mechanics. Yes. We've talked we've talked about this one at length at other times. Yep. The Mag- album- oh, it's, a, it's just excellent album. I I love it. It's raw. It's dirty. It's the first one. It's Dave Mustaine pissed off. It's it's it's, it's angriest. Oh yeah, because the wound from the Metallica yeah. split is still very fresh. Yes, and it is it is by far one of the best ones. I mean, I still like Peace Cells and things like that more, but I mean, this one is is, is it's a, top. it's a great record. Yeah, it's a great record. Um. You got Last Rites, Love to Death. Then you've got Killing is My Business and Business is Good. Uh, then we have Skull Beneath, Skull Beneath oh, the Skin. Oh, I love that. I love the intro of that. Yes. Then you've got their cover of Nancy Sinatra's These Boots. Yep. <laughs> that is, you know, if Mustaine didn't pick too many covers over the years, I can think of, of course, These Boots. Yeah. And Anarchy in the UK. Yeah. And, uh... No more Mr. Nice Guy. Mm-hmm. Those are about the only ones I can think of off the top of my head. There might be more, but I'm I'm uh, paranoid. He's a paranoid. That's right. On the Nativity in Black record, yeah. they, they covered Paranoid, um, which is where the infamous Fuck Me <laughs> Running yeah. comes from. Uh, Nick Menza keeps playing after the song stops. <laughs> yeah. And credit to him, they left it in because it's yeah. great. Um. But yeah, Killing Is My Business is an awesome record. Then we get to side two, and we've got Rattlehead. Yeah, that's not one of, um, well, it's a good song, but not one that I remember. Right. Then we have Chosen Ones, mm-hmm. Looking Down the Cross, and we end with Mechanics. Mm-hmm. Now, Metallica's version of the Mechanics, the Four Horsemen clocks in at over six minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's over six minutes. Might be. Take a wild guess on the time for the mechanics. I think probably what, three minutes fifty, if that. Four thirty. Yeah, it's it's definitely gonna be quicker. Four four thirty. The tempo is aggra- The tempo is faster. It's more aggressive. It's raw. Mm-hmm. It's visceral, and it's the Four Horsemen with different lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> Great song. Great album. Um, gotta love Megadeth. Number three, we're getting to Slayer with Hellawaits. Fucking Slayer! <laughs> yep, if you know, you know. 
fucking Slayer. I absolutely adore Slayer. Yes. They're, uh, they're a fun listen. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. And this this album, the Hello Waits album, mm-hmm. starts off with the song Hello Waits. Mm-hmm. And that back pass message, join us. Yes. Join us. You know? Uh, they're saying join us backwards. Yeah. And it's just fucking Hello Waits. What a great song. What a great way to open a record. Existing on Damnation's Edge, the, pre- the priest would never know. To witness such a violent show of power overthrown. Angels fighting aimlessly, still dying by the sword. Our legions killing all in sight to get the one called Lord. Shall I go on? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the gates of hell lie waiting as you see. There's no price to pay. Just follow me. I can take your lost soul from the grave. Jesus knows your soul cannot be saved. Really strange coming from a devout Christian. Yeah, but <laughs> it was, you know, it was just really good music. Yeah, great. Hell awaits. You cannot top. This is. And it was it, in 1985. It was just like that was a punch in the mouth. Oh, yeah. To music. It was just I mean, there were still other bands out there. Um, that that have have done you know there was still early black metal was going on at that time but yeah that, but but Slayer just really grabbed everything by the throat yeah um and thankfully they did mm-hmm. the world the world's a better place because of Slayer yes I love Slayer so after Hell awaits we go to Kill Again then we have At Dawn They Sleep then Praise of Death then we get over to Side Two. And one of my favorite Slayer songs of all time, Necrophilia. <laughs> I fucking love that song. <laughs> the imagery in the lyrics that Jeff Henneman wrote is such fucking poetry. Mm. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Crips of Eternity. And we end the record with Hardening of the Arteries. This is about 30 minutes, 35 minutes of Slayer at their rawest. Yeah. And some would say at their best. Mm. I I do enjoy the later Slayer stuff. Oh, so do I. Yeah. But this is raw and visceral. Yeah. And, you know, it's Kerry King and Jeff Henneman um, showing what a twin guitar attack can do. In an extreme metal setting, because mm-hmm. we'd we'd had the twin guitars before, even from Metallica and from Priest and Iron Maiden, but this is sl- you know this is them putting that Slayer stamp on. Things. Oh yeah, and it's it's the blueprint for where Slayer and thrash metal would go mm-hmm. from here on out. At number two, we're gonna have some more fun with this one. Anthrax is spreading the disease. One of their best albums. I cannot disagree. Yes. We talked about this on our deep dive, mm-hmm. but you start with AIR. Yes. And then we go to Lone Justice. That's a TV. That's on the TV, right? Was that one of the ones that was based on like uh, the yeah. Gunslinger? Yeah. Yeah. It's Scotty and story songs. Yeah. Or Have Gun Will Travel. Or It's hard to tell, but yeah, the stories. Right. It's one of Scotty and's songs based on either Stephen King, mm-hmm. a TV show, or a comic book. Yeah. You know, um, and props to him for doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Scott Ian is a lyrical genius. I, you know, I, I love 
what Scott Ian writes. Most, most of it, yeah, is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I know this is going to be later on, but Scott writes, writes songs that you would not think they're about what they're about. Mm. You know, in, in, in some cases. Like, I, Black Lodge. Yeah. I always taught, I always took Black Lodge as a song about somebody struggling from addiction. All right. It's about fucking Twin Peaks. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> it's based on Twin Peaks. Yeah. And I never knew that until <laughs> I heard Scott Ian talk about it. And I'm like, really? That's kind of fucked up. But that's the mark of a good lyricist is if somebody can throw their own interpretation into a song. You know? Yeah. Because it, it made you feel something, you know, and got to love got to love anthrax. Oh, forever. After Lone Justice, we go to Madhouse, mm-hmm. the f- which is a lot of people, a lot, which was a lot of people's introduction to Anthrax. Yeah, because it was the first video that they did. Yep, and that that video of those guys, you know, in the uh, in the insane asylum, that's just a fun video. Yeah, they they mostly did fun videos. Yeah, and it's fun to see Scotty in. Yeah, with hair. <laughs> it's funny to see Scotty in with hair. Yeah, and no beard. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He didn't even have the beard yet. Yeah. Um, and he had long hair. Uh, Joey Belladonna didn't look old. <laughs> he still doesn't. Oh, he no. Joey looks no, rough. He didn't age well. He aged well. He aged just fine. No, he didn't. <laughs> Joey looks rough. Love you, Joey, but you, you look a little rough. Um, yeah, Charlie Benante still with his long hair. I think the only one left in the band that has the only ones left in the band that have long hair. Are freaking Joey and and Frankie? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, uh, you know what? And uh, uh, Jason Bittner has hair, long hair yeah. too. Or uh, no, not Jason Bittner. He played drums for him when Charlie. What's, what's the guy's John name Don- that took over? John Donius. All right. Yeah, John Donius still has long hair, but Scott's fucking bald. Scott's been bald since the nineties. Yeah, and not by uh, not by choice. Yeah, it happens. Well, he we always had that hairline going back, 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 and. You know. Yeah, it's back, 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 back. It's out of here. Yep. Uh, same with Kerry King, though. Yeah. And you know. there's a point you just got to say, you know what? Fuck it. Yep. <laughs> uh, next, we have SEC, Stand or Fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Enemy, Aftershock, Armed and Dangerous, which was a re-recording of... Yeah, the Armed and Dangerous. Of the, of an armed yeah, and the EP, dangerous. actually. I didn't. I only put one EP on this list. There was a. It seems there's a lot of EPs for the released in in this year, right? But I didn't. I only put one on because it had to go on, and you'll see why. Yeah, <laughs> Medusa. Oh, I love that one. And Gung Ho. Yeah, Gung Ho was. I said before it was. A, it was a weird way to end it. Yeah, I think they should have ended it on Medusa. Like swap Medusa and Gung Ho. Yeah, because w- Medusa would have been a better ending. I I can't disagree. And do we want to go to number one, or do you want to throw some of yours All in? All right. Oh, I think I know exactly who number one is, so I will mention them all but this one. Okay. Okay, a couple other albums. They're the ACDC Fly on the Wall. Garbage. It, okay, but it released. I know, yeah. Aerosmith done with Mirrors. Their reunion comeback album, which isn't bad. It's not terrible. It's not terrible, and I do, I do like the album. I had to put this one on obligatory Bon Jovi, 7,800 degrees Fahrenheit. All in all, I'd say of the classic Bon Jovi album, 7,800 is probably their weakest. Mm-hmm. I put it on because I know you're a fan, so. 
7800 is probably the weakest of the bunch. All right. And there was Carnivore's debut album, Carnivore. Carnivore. Now, Carnivore would go on to be typo negative. Yes. But they were, it, it, and it's honestly the same damn band, a little less gothy. Yeah. But it, it's Carnivore. And I, I, I do like Carnivore. Faith No More's album, We Care A Lot. The first Faith No More, I think. Right. And that's actually pre-Mike Patton, I believe. Yes, it is. Okay, that's before Mike Patton. Yep, because they, they got they got gold with Patton, but a Girl School Running Wild. Probably the last Girl School record. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kiss Asylum. Underrated. And there might be a Kiss thing in this any for freaking <laughs> For every year. <laughs> every yeah. year is going to be a Kiss. Uh, London, Nonstop Rock. Oh, my God. London actually released something. Yes, yes, they did. Uh, Motley Crue, Theater of Pain. That Theater was, of Pain is not a great record, but it's not a terrible one either. I like Theater of Pain. It's, um, I I do like Theater of Pain, but when you compare it to, when you compare it to Too Fast for Love, or Shout at the Devil, yeah, but it's still it's still this is hair metal was was like gaining the momentum. See, yeah, that like Doc, not Doctor Fieldwood. Theater of Pain and Girls, 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 Mm -hmm. to me, are two songs and a bunch of shit on each record. Damn. Damn. Yeah. I like, I like, you know, I I did like theater. I'd still like Theater of Pain. That's one I like cover to cover. Yeah, I'm not a fan. All right. Okay, this is the EP. Odin, don't take no for an answer. Oh, my God. Odin. <laughs> if you've seen The Decline of Western Civilization Part 2, you know who Odin is. Yeah, and I, I just I thought it was great that they released an EP at this year. I wonder if they had Gazzari, Ben Gazzari on there. I don't think so. I think I don't know. Gazzari, I think, just championed them. And you know what? Maybe that was happenstance that they happened to be there. While they were filming, it could have been any band. Yeah, well, I, I mean, in in retrospect, it looks like Gazari backed the wrong horse. Yeah, because Odin didn't do much. No, o- Odin did one album, which I actually listened to, and it's not terrible. But I don't, I don't think they had the financial backing. Now we had said this. We why we weren't was just established the year prior to this, right? So where was you know what was Warrant doing at this time, you know? And maybe Odin just, you know, they just didn't get the momentum they needed. They didn't get the push they needed, you know, and it happens. Yeah. You know, and and uh, I don't I don't think this was number one, but Venom possessed Venom's possessed. Yes, that's not that's that's not a bad record. Yeah, I put it on there because I think you would know more about Venom than I do. Uh, Venom, you know, they're they get lumped in with the with like the proto black metal and like Bathory and bands like that. Mm-hmm. But I always thought that Venom was slightly overrated. Okay. All right. Well, I won't put any more fucking Venom on then. How about that? Okay. All right. No. Now, this is the one that I believe, because I didn't mention it. You didn't stop me. This has to be number one. Exodus, Bonded by Blood. You are correct, sir. <laughs> bonded by Blood by Exodus. Matter in the front row. Such a great such a great band uh they should be in the big four they should have yeah they should be in the big four let's 
let let's let's call the council and we'll officially boot Metallica out. Yep, and put Exodus in. Yes, they yeah Exodus, and that first album was just the the thrash, the heartbeat of it. Yeah, and they've never stopped being a thrash band. No. Yeah, and that, that I I listen to that. And I I still think it's it's very raw. It's extremely raw. It's definitely not as polished as later stuff like Fabulous Disaster. Oh no, Bonded by Blood yeah. is raw. And it is almost like, you know, a live show fuck the mix. Kind of. Yeah, and it is and it is just but it is just pure thump in your heart music. Yep. And let's go through the track listing. It opens up with Bonded by Blood. Mm-hmm. Then we go to Exodus. The, uh, next is And Then There Were None. Mm-hmm. Then we have A Lesson in Violence and Metal Command. On the second side, we've got Piranha, No Love, Deliver Us to Evil, and Strike, a, uh, Strike of the Beast. Yeah. All in all, a fucking fantastic record. Now, this was this the original Stinger's only album? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I'm blanking on his name, too. Zitro. Zitro, yes. Steve Souza. Yeah, I, I, I'm just blank. I blanked on his name because I remember I watched when I watched Murder in the First Row, it, was, it should have been just called the Exodus documentary. Yeah. Because that's really the basis of it was, was like where Exodus was doing. And like they formulated a lot of the stuff that was going on. And Gary Holt. And just all the things that he did, which he again, he is an amazing like. Oh, yeah. Just like, if you know, if there's like a metal band out there, he's done something with him somehow. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's he uh, initially as a fill in as a as a fill in uh, temporary member, he took over for Jeff Henneman when mm-hmm. he passed. Or actually, even when Jeff was still alive, but he was sick and couldn't play. Yeah. Um. They brought in Gary Holt. And then when Jeff passed away, they made uh, they made Gary Holt a full member of Slayer. Yeah, and when when I saw Slayer and Exodus playing. Yes. And he Holt is doing double duty. Yep. His arm must have been I, I can't imagine what he must feel like at the end of a night. Well, to think about this. He played a forty five minute Exodus set. Yeah. Which is fast. Yeah. It's all thrash all day. Uh, they get off stage. They and he's got roughly an hour or so, mm-hmm. you know, hour, hour and a half until he st- has to get on stage and play a 75 to 90 minute set with Slayer. Yeah. You know, and yeah, kudos to him for doing it. Yeah, it's just it's it's got to be. It just has to be painful. Yeah. And to do it night after night after night. Yeah. And Gary Holt is a—he's an amazing musician. If if they if uh, they find out that his arms are robotic arm, I won't be surprised. No, <laughs> no, he's. Uh, everybody talks about James Hetfield's right hand, mm-hmm. you know, and his precision down picking. Yeah, I would put Gary Holt up against him any day oh, of the week. Every any any day of the week, any day. He's amazing. Yep, love me some Gary Holt. I still have. Uh, I still have a Gary Holt guitar pick from the <laughs> Santander show. Nice. It's got a pentagram on one side and cute little kittens on the other. <laughs> Fucking love Gary Holt. Yep. So that uh, that was their number one. Yeah. 
I figured it would be when I saw. Well, as you're there, I'm like, it's got to be Exodus. Yep, Exodus is just, you know, and when you got and and one year, Slayer, Anthrax, and Exodus all released albums. Yeah, what was Metallica doing? <laughs> but but in in that you have like everybody there and Overkill. Yeah, Overkill. Like everybody's there. Yeah. Now I still think, and I'm stand by this. My favorite year of metal is '86. Well, we'll get and there. And boy, week. is it gonna be a talking next week. Well, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Now, um, what else do you have from '85? Uh, new bands. Okay. Uh, new bands that just started. Britney Fox. Oh my God. <laughs> Philadelphia's own. Yep. Uh, Carcass. I love me some fucking Carcass. Yep. And this was the year. Uh, Bill Steer is a sick son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. I will leave it at that. Yep. If you know Carcass, you know. Yep. David Lee Roth started his solo career this oh, year. Okay. He uh, the probably this was probably uh, crazy from the heat was the EP. crazy from the heat EP. Yes. Yeah. That's why I didn't put a lot of EPs on here because it was like it's like it seemed like well Armed and Dangerous EP came out. Um, you know the uh, crazy from the heat EP. It was like so many EPs came out this year, and I was like. I'm not talking about EPs, but when I saw Odin, I'm like, I'm going to make an exception for Odin. <laughs> All right. Dream Theater. Yes. They not formed, under the name Dream Theater. Ma- under Majesty. Right. They formed at Berkeley in, in 85 under the name Majesty. And uh, I know you're not a prog guy. I know. I, I'm a prog guy. Um, you've got, uh, you've got at the time, Mike Portnoy on drums. Uh, James Labrie hadn't joined the band yet. They had their original singer, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, you had John Myung on bass, John Petrucci on guitar, and they had their original keyboard player. Jordan Rudis hadn't joined the band yet. But if you're a musician and or you appreciate guys that can play anything, anything at all, Dream Theater is your band. I I love me some fucking Dream Theater. All right, yeah. I won't lie that they they have long songs. They have very <laughs> long songs. They did a song. Uh, they have a song called Metropolis. Um, they have uh, it's like a th- they actually there's three Metropolis parts. Um, they, they're exceedingly long songs. Their first single, okay, the first single they released was Pull Me Under. Pull me under clocks in at about eight minutes, Ugh. and they released that as a single. I know it's I can't imagine, I just can't imagine. But hey, everybody's got their own thing. Now this is one. This is a blast from the past. Not a lot of driving and crying. Driving and crying. Wow. They did fly me courageous. Yeah, and that might be the only song that. But I I love that song. I have not heard that name in a fortnight. <laughs> yep. Uh, extreme. Extreme. That is an underrated band. And I had to make sure it was the proper extreme. Like, just like Slaughter actually was a... Uh, right. There was a death metal. I looked and said, okay, they mentioned Nuno Betancourt, so this was the the extreme. That's a, gu- that's a guitar player mm-hmm. that doesn't get as much love as he deserves. I mean, in the guitar community, yeah. everybody fucking respects Nuno Betancourt because Nuno can play. Yeah. You know, uh, listen to... Listen to Flight of the Wounded Bumblebee. Listen to his solos in just about anything. 
Yeah, all the extreme songs are also. I mean, I he, I enjoyed a little bit of extreme. I lo- I I dig some of extreme stuff too. I mean, some of like the the sappier stuff, like more than words. Yeah, well, that's just couldn't really care. I don't really care for, but stuff like Kid Ego, uh, Get the Funk Out. I love Get the Funk Out. I, that they're a, they were a really good band. Now, Faster Pussycat. Oh, <laughs> you know they have a special place in my heart. Yeah. Poison you, Ivy, Bathroom Wall. Oh, just you know they have a special place in my heart. And there's one song that neither you or I can listen to by Faster Pussycat. Yep. Yeah, I don't. I I love Faster Pussycat except for the one song. I won't listen. To. And you know what? I love the song, but I can't listen to it. Yeah, it's just it 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 tear it tears at me. But me too. Yep. Me too. Um, if you know us, yeah, you know. Um, but oh god, faster pussycat. And let's not forget their other great accomplishment and great contribution to the world of heavy metal. Yes, the cat house. That cat house. And another great faster pussycat song. Yep. Just got back from the best cat house in town. Yep. That's uh, and you know what? When you when Steel Panther, what I think Faster Pussycat were the band that they would would have most likely been parodying. Right. If you'd pick one. Yeah. Because all of their songs were somehow sexual. Yeah. Somehow, and it was just sleazy, you know, dirty. But catchy, yeah, and and, and Tammy Down was one of the. Uh, I was always Tammy Down. <laughs> I think it's Tammy. Yeah, but I, I Tammy Down was one of the more underrated and underappreciated vocalists. In oh the my god, yeah, era. yeah. Um, Faster Pussycat did not get a lot of the line. I love they're they're there after a Russ Meyer film. Faster Pussycat, Kill Kill. Yep. You know, it's like it's right there in the name. You you named yourself after a Russ Meyer film. You're okay. You're all about exploitation. Yeah. I'm down. Yes. You know, and Faster Pussycat is a band that should have been way bigger than they were. Yeah, I wish. I honestly, I think that um, that song just kind of put the brakes on them because I think after that it was kind of like you're now you're doing what everyone else is doing. Yeah. Uh, even though that song, um was more heartfelt than yeah. any of the other ballads. Yeah. Because it, it's, you know, it, it Tammy it, wrote it about... It seems very personal. It, oh, it was incredibly personal. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it, it Tammy, Tammy wrote it about what happened to him. Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, I, I I love the song. I just can't listen to it. Yep. After them, another Cat House favorite, Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses. Members of Guns N' Roses were <laughs> in the Rockstar Training Ground in L.A. Yep. That was known as London. Yep. Yep. And um, I think this might have been, the, well, this is probably the original incarnation of Guns N' Roses when you had uh, Tracy uh, Guns. Tracy and, Guns, Duff McKagan. Yeah. Uh, Tracy Guns, Duff McKagan, uh, Axl Rose, mm-hmm. Steve Adler. Yeah. And uh, was Izzy, is he in or yet or no? I thought Slash brought Izzy, right? Or no? Slash brought Izzy, I yeah. believe. Um, I don't know who the other guitar player was. Yeah, but this was like the original incarnation. I've heard a lot of the original incarnation stuff on the Guns box that they released. Honestly, it's for fans. It's for mega fans only. Yeah. Because everything on there really sounds like shit. I mean, 
<laughs> and sadly, they play on an XM a lot. So they play like Out to Get Me, like the original version of Out to Get Me. Yeah. It is awful. It is awful beyond belief. I'll have to listen to it. Oh, it's like everything sounds like. I, I mean, is it awful like, from a production standpoint or no, honestly, or a playing standpoint? from all of it? I mean, it honestly, you, you listen to it and he's like, if you listen to like a lot of the original stuff, it's like, I can't believe he's got signed. And was it Mutt Lang that that mixed the first album or I don't know. I whoever have, mixed the first album, Appetite, genius, genius. Yeah. Well, if, if it was Mutt Lang, you know, whoever like, it was, whoever it was, because I, the demos are just awful and maybe it's just they didn't really care they were drunk or whatever but the stuff in the guns box is just really just not there's not a lot good on there and yeah. it's, it's for mega fans only honestly I, I i'll i will have to i'm not a mega fan by any stretch of the imagination no neither am i but, but my curiosities yeah. I, I i listen to it because you know i i love sometimes hearing the original mixes yeah like where did something start from but that was just like, oh, God, <laughs> it just hurts the ears. Yeah. Um, another one, Jane's Addiction. Juana's Addiction. Yes. Even though they were more more popular, alternative more. Yeah. But uh, Jane's Addiction started way back when. So it's amazing to think how long it took them to actually find their, their niche. As with, uh, well, no, not that. They'll coming. Uh, another artist left his band, went solo, King Diamond. Yes. Started his solo career. Oh, God. And the one guy, the one guy who stuck with King D throughout pretty much his entire solo career, and I think he might still be with him, is Andy LaRoque. Okay. You talk about a guitar player that flew under the radar. Mm. Andy LaRoque is fucking genius. That guy can play his nuts off. Oh, yeah. Oh, just... And King, that, uh, yeah, King Diamonds. He's always had great musicians. Yes. Well, here's here's a little tidbit for you. Do you know who King Diamonds, who the original drummer for King Diamonds? Absolutely not. <laughs> I have no idea. You'll know the name as soon as I say it. Mickey D. Really? Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Mickey D played on a lot of the early King Diamond right. records. Yep. Great drummer. One of my favorite drummers ever. He's one of my favorite drummers. <laughs> yeah. Then another um, alternative band. That started here, and I would love to have heard these guys. The, well, these, you know, it, it, in the early, you know, in the eighties, L seven, L seven. Yes, there's a lot. There's a whole generation of people who know who L seven is, at least on a peripheral level, for Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Really, pretend we're dead is okay. on the soundtrack to that. Yeah, I remember listening. I got the first album, um, Bricks Are Heavy. Yep. Well, I, that might not be the first album, but the first one I got. But, I mean, that whole album with, like, you know, the diet pill. Yep. And there's some really messed up stuff on there. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's very angry. I don't know. I mean, it's it's grungish sounding, but it's it's not, It's it's a different style. If they the, got lumped in with alternative. If the Go Go's, if the Go Go's did meth, they would have been L seven. Yeah, and they were just, I mean, they were. And that wait, wait, hang on, disclaimer. That's not saying L seven does meth. No, it's just you know, uh, uh, you take the aesthetic of the Go Go's, mm -hmm. you know, and the Go Go's started as a punk band. Yeah, 
and then they became the polished Go-Go's that we all know and love. L7 is a dirty, grungy, nasty version yeah. of they're, that. They're a dirt, yeah, a dirty band in the same way that Motorhead is dirty. Yes. They're just like, and Zach Wilde. Yes. They, you, they, you, you know they didn't shower every night. No. And didn't care. You know they may not have showered for a week. Yeah. But and there's music sounded it. And I liked I liked their music. Yeah, I I I like L seven. Yeah. And like I said, there's a whole generation of people that were introduced to L seven <laughs> because on Los Santos Rock Radio Okay on Grand Theft Auto uh, uh, on, on Grand Theft Auto San Andreas is Pretend We're Dead by L seven. Well, I you know, I must be one of the few people that I had L I had um Grand Theft Auto, all the versions on the computer. Yeah. So I would always upload the MP3s and play my own stations. Yeah. Because I <laughs> I didn't listen to a lot of the stations that were driving around. You know, I would listen to my own music. Yeah. I on San Andreas, like San Andreas had a killer soundtrack. Oh, I've I've I know. I've been wanting to purchase it for a, a long time. Yeah. Um but you have to get it as a you you can't just get stations. So if I want like all of any of it, I have to get all of it, and all of it costs well over two hundred dollars. Yo, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, even when I don't even want some of the stations. Yeah, but they even put the commercials in. Really? For like Rusty Brown's cream donuts. Uh, and what? And, and do you get the like Los Santos talk or uh, yeah, uh, West Coast talk radio? You and get stuff? you yeah. You pretty much get the entire soundtrack, as it were, like. From like the way it started, the way it finished. So if there's a contest, DJ things, yeah, it was a complete playing of it. But for every single station, it's like I th- I think it's about three hundred dollars. Wow, for the whole set. See, like uh, I've been playing Grand Theft Auto online, mm-hmm. uh, you know GTA Five online. Yeah, and they act, they have updated and added shit to the playlists. <laughs> you know, there's new stuff for West Coast Talk Radio. There's new songs on Los Santos Rock Radio. It's good stuff. I mm-hmm. I really I yeah I enjoyed it. I enjoyed listening to Vice City, yeah. But then when I got to San Andreas, I was like, I'm gonna upload all this stuff and just um, you know sometimes you get into a car and V Rock is playing, and it's like I'll listen to it for a little bit. Up oh, now DJ Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right. Next is one Mike Patton's band, Mr. Bungle. Mr. The first Mr. Bungle. Okay, Mr. Bungle formed in '85. Now the current iteration of Mr. Bungle. Um, I f- Scott Ian's playing guitar for him. Wow. Yeah, Scott Ian played on the last Mr. Bungle record. Okay. Um, Mr. Bungle is a fucking weird band. <laughs> yeah. That's, I put him on it because I've always seen Patton wear the Bungle, Mr. Bungle shirt. Yes. And that's the only exposure that I've really had to them. And the bunny mask. Yes. Mike Patton's fucking weird. Oh, he is. Oh, my God. Is he ever? Uh, uh, and he seems so nice in interviews. Yeah. But, man, I know he's he's a weirdo. And this is one of my Sacred Reich started. I was listening to Sacred Reich today. Yep. I was, listen- I was listening to The American Way today. I, you know, and the best part is we were, I just was meant to talk about The American Way because there was this whole thing about, um, politicians that just grab music as long as it has the word USA in it and have no idea like what the song is 
right? And so they, they put this threat out on Reddit. They said, well, you know, they always use Born USA and um, the um, Neil Young one. Keep on rocking in the free world. Yeah. And they don't listen to the lyrics. No. And so they put on there and say, what songs you know, could they also use? And my first thing is, oh, Sacred Reich, The American Way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Just for the chorus. This was once the land of dreams. Yeah. Now these dreams have turned to greed. In the midst of all this wealth, the poor are left to help themselves. A capitalist democracy. No one said that freedom's free. Yep. Lady Liberty rots away. No truth, no justice. The American, the American way. way. I love that's that was my introduction to Sacred Reich. Mine too. And it says, "Oh my God!" Simple video. Yep. And just just them in a white room. Yep. Now this one, I put a couple of these bands in there because I was hoping you knew them more than I did. Tora Tora. Not really. Also, I know the my only literal only exposure to Tora Tora is I have the Hip Parader heavy metal calendar from like eighty six or eighty seven, and Tora Tora was one of the the bands on it. Okay, I don't think I've ever listened to them. I don't think so, I have either. But at least they, not knowing they sounded familiar. Violence, violence, pro uh, early thrash metal. All right, a uh, little uh, act, little leaning more toward death metal. All right. Uh, White Zombie started. White Zombie. Now, everybody's introduction to White Zombie was Lasex or Sisto. Probably. Okay. I think mine was, yeah, well, whatever. Uh, Thunder Kiss 65. Well, that, yeah, that's off of Lasex yeah. or Sisto. Yeah. I actually have somewhere. Let Them Die Slowly. Okay. Er- way early. Yes. And fucking horrible. <laughs> Just, just not polished or no. <laughs> it's not even bad in a good way. Okay, it's just not good. Yeah, every they all of the bands got to start somewhere, right? Uh, that that record, I uh, that record wasn't released and escaped. Yeah, <laughs> and and this one, I had to put this one on. They started this year. I know one song, but Zodiac Mind Warp. And the love reaction. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Fucking zodiac mind warp. I have not heard that since probably eighty six or eighty seven. Yeah, it's yeah. And <laughs> did they do? I don't remember. Did they do Elvis is dead or something like that? Or no, Elvis is dead was living color. Okay, the Mo. I know Mojo Nixon did something with Elvis. But Zodiac Mindwarp, they had the Elvis guy, right? I think so. They had the Elvis impersonator um, doing so. It's just I. They had a song. I know they did, and I can't remember it. I, I but but I, I had it. But I was like, so this is where they started. I could not tell you one thing <laughs> Zodiac Mindwarp did. Oh my god, cool band. Maybe it was Heartbreak Hotel. Maybe they actually did a cover. I don't of something. I don't know. But I remember them being so. And I, I, my introduction to Zodiac Mind Warp was Beavis and Butthead. Y- yeah, because they were on there. Is that Elvis? <laughs> He's fat. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, there was another band that had an Elvis person impersonator as a lead singer. Uh, Dread Zeppelin. Yes, Tortelvis. Yes, <laughs> Dread Zeppelin was another one. Yep, Dread Zeppelin, another fucking horrible band. Yeah, yeah, there were you. You throw Elvis into any band. Now, meaningful events that happened this year. Okay, we did touch on one last time. 
But this is when D. Snyder testified for the PMRC. This was the year. Okay. Uh, Live Aid had two, two reunions. The Black Sabbath reunion happened at Live Aid where Ozzy came back. Uh-huh. And the Led Zeppelin um, reunion came back with Phil Collins on drums. filling in on drums. Yep. Yep. Uh, and Live Aid was on two stages. It was two. It was on two stages on two continents. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they it was at Wembley. I couldn't tell you where. I I I might have been either not too young because I think we were. Oh God, we were like twelve. Yeah, <laughs> we were kids. Uh, well, they 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 had a they had a stage at Wembley, mm-hmm. and I believe JFK Stadium in Philly. All right, was the other was the other venue. Yeah, that was the, the all that. AIDS stuff, man. That was just crazy how much it was over everywhere. Yeah. And it's strange. I I know I watched a little bit of Live Aid. Yes. At some point. But my brain at that age would have never said, oh, Black Sabbath. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the this is it's really the start of the AIDS epidemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 1985, yeah. 84, 85. Is really the start of the AIDS epidemic, and it's before they before they really knew what it was. Yeah, and uh, if, if you've ever watched, uh, uh, what are some of the better movies that deal with the AIDS epidemic? Philadelphia, Philadelphia with Tom Hanks, Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, I know that was about AIDS. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey plays a guy right. who. Uh, it, who forms the Dallas Buyers Club because they could not get these medications in the United States. Uh. So he was going to Mexico to get like AZT and these medicines that have now been proven to help the treatment of AIDS. And he was going down to Mexico, bringing them back and, you know, taking care of some of the some of his fellow uh, AIDS, su- AIDS sufferers. Yeah. And and weirdly I was I was talking to Val something about this because uh, a lot of kids in her class, you know, they basically make jokes about COVID now. Yeah. And and Val just she can't fathom I said, you know, it's the same thing when I was young and they did it with AIDS. Yeah. I mean, there were so many you know, as de- it was deadly, but there were so many jokes about it all over the place. Right. And that uh, it- as morbid as this may sound, mm-hmm. as and as fucked up as this may sound, but I think being able to make a joke about it is, in a way, its own part of the healing process. I, yeah, I think sometimes, yeah, you have to. I mean, as it, it is, and I, it's not, I don't think it sounds morbid at all because, I mean, comic relief was, you know, that, that started, I think, around this time frame as well. Yeah. Because that was another one that was... And, Homelessness and poverty. I mean, it's it, they're all terrible, but you have to, you know, some, you, you have to lean into it. Yeah, and and sometimes uh, it's it's an old adage and it's a cliche, but sometimes laughter really is the best medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, and it it I think it is part of the 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 healing and moving on process. Is if you can make a joke about something. Yeah, yeah, you know. But just remember, child murder is never funny. No, unless you say it like child moida. Damn, dude. <laughs> Damn, dude. That's just not right. <laughs> you can't. Do, you can't be doing that. Sure, I can. Yes. I just did. Yes. My hobby is moida. You gotta see. 
And this is this is how people get canceled. We're, you know, honestly, honestly, I don't think we're popular enough to be canceled. I would, I would embrace though some asshole on Twitter, say, you know, just accidentally listening to some shit that we might have said, and then trying to like you know cancel us and making us more popular. That would be great. I mean, that would be great. I mean, oh, speaking of people getting canceled, since, we're, bro, since who did it this time? Oh no, no, no. Well, it's. We're going to go back to the Joe Rogan thing. Okay. Um, you know, the, with the whole Neil Young and this and that. Yeah. And Spotify has pulled like 70 episodes of Joe's podcast. All right. And, it, you know, for using racially insensitive language, even though Rogan wasn't using the N-word to describe anybody who was quoting other people, they still pulled the episodes. Okay. No problem. You don't want that word on the airwaves. I get it. I understand it. But there was another platform. I think it was Parler. Offered Joe Rogan $100 million over four years to move his plat to move his podcast to the Parler platform, to right. their platform from Spotify. And Joe Rogan, being the stand-up individual that he is, said, no, Spotify has stuck with me and stuck by my side through all this bullshit, so I'm going to stick with them. Good on you, Joe. Mm -hmm. Fucking cancel culture. Fucking bullshit. All right. What else happened in 85? That's all I have written down. I mean, I was, there was some, you know, some lovely things. <laughs> I, that's all I have written down in the world of metal. Okay. I didn't know I was supposed to do a freaking history doctor. I, well, <laughs> I barely remember 85 I hate on a him. personal level. I hate him. Hey, well, you know, we're. I said eighty six is like, oh, that's gonna be a tough one. You know what? Eighty six is gonna be is gonna be one of our more in depth ones, I think. Oh, God, because there's so much good stuff. I always said eighty six was like when everybody says what was the per eighty six. Uh, I was eighty six. Everybody there was their sophomore albums. Some of them were, and it was a. The bands that came through. I haven't even looked up everything yet at this point. Right. But I can't wait to. But I know in 86, uh, I know one. I know tons. Tons, because I always say 86 was the perfect. Well, year. no, I know one that's going to take up a, you know, a good portion of our of our talk on it is going to be Master of Puppets, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, I think we've talked a lot about Master of Puppets. Uh, speaking of that... Um, I th I'm pretty sure it was today. Today would have been Cliff Burton's birthday. Yeah, I saw a couple things. And I'll tell you what, it's weird when I go on that freaking headbangers thing. and they sh I only see about a dozen posts a day. And dear God, it seems like every time it's like the shit we're going to be talking about. Yeah. You know, it's like good on the headbangers for just constantly putting some good shit up on there in a rotation. Yeah. They, uh, the Headbangers Ball group on Facebook is a good. That's a that's a good group. I like yeah, that and one. you can and <laughs> even some of the drama, the dumb drama. I gotta say, it's like I I don't get it. I honest to God don't get it. Right. Where some of these people will sometimes post. Well, Ghost gets it. They post a ghost uh, video, and the comments. You'll have a few people in the comments. This isn't metal. This isn't metal. Eh, you know. Okay, scroll away. Right. Piss off. Exactly. You know, now if somebody's posting Travis Tritt, 
you have an argument there. Right. You know, right. The mod's got to take care of that. Right. The mod, there, there you go. <laughs> That's when you drop the band hammer, but not for ghost. Yeah. It's like, and, and but I see it every so often. And then sometimes the people get, I've have seen people get badgered so much about the music they put up that they'll just delete their own posts. You know, and that, you know, that's fucking gate. Yeah. And it goes back to what I'm saying before. Like what you like. Don't be a dick. Right. And gatekeeping is because gate- there's yeah, it's gatekeeping. You know, I saw a great. Now this is board game related, but it's hilarious. But it's still about gatekeeping, which happens. There's a big gate put up in like the middle of nowhere. Uh huh. Guy standing by the front he says some people coming up a handful of board games. What, what do you got there? Uh, well, we got Yahtzee, sorry, Monopoly. Oh, you can't come in here. You know, so he pokes her head. Hey, just come around the side. Yeah. And then he says, I don't even know why he's standing there. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's the truth. There don't know. And anybody that thinks that they are the all accumulating knowledge and that their shit is the best. Someone knows more than you. Yeah. Even even me. Exactly. And I will be the first to admit when I'm wrong. You know, well, I don't admit what I'm wrong because it doesn't happen much. But, but, <laughs> oh, it does. Oh, it does. <laughs> and, and I see a lot of gatekeeping um, in the heavy metal community. A lot of gatekeeping in the musician community. Um, it's terrible, you know. Yeah. Um, like I see on TikTok a lot of it. I see a lot of it on TikTok. Um, People will shit on somebody for having, like, a Squire guitar or something. Yeah. Right? Hey, everybody starts somewhere. Yeah. Plus, yeah. plus, you ha- you downloaded you downloaded TikTok. You already have no right to say shit. Hey. <laughs> hey. What? I mean, like, because I, I see people posting... Uh, what your guitar says about you threads, right? Oh, neat. Oh, yeah. What what your guitar says about you. And then they'll show like a Jackson Rhodes V. You either can't play at all or are really good. You know, shit like that. And then they'll post a Squire. Uh, like a Squire Strat. You're a joke. No. It's somebody that wants to start playing guitar and... Er- that's what they got. I, I got an Epiphone Les Paul. Here's what it says about me. I love the look of your guitar, but I ain't dropping that much coin because I don't play professionally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, let, let's be honest, man. I got... It's, I have a fucking very expensive Rickenbacker bass upstairs. Yeah. You know, I have a very... And I don't play professionally. I think... Well, you're more professional than I am. I, 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 I play on a semi-professional level. Yeah. You know, I don't make my living no, well, with my yeah. music. I play on a semi-professional level. And I'll be completely honest, man. If I would not have sold my Harley, I would not have that fucking mm. wreck. But it was a it was a gift to myself. Yeah. I've I sold one thing, you know, I sold something that gave me great pleasure. And I just can't, you know, I can't ride anymore without being in tremendous pain yeah so i'm gonna sell my i sold my bike let somebody get the enjoyment out of it i can play music till the day i fucking die Mm. 
So, all right, I've sold something that gives me great pleasure. I've always wanted a Rickenbacker bass. Yeah, that's... I bought it. I dropped a ridiculous amount of money on that guitar. But, shit. Yeah, it's... There There are times... And people judging like shit like that just need to... Just, you know, sit... And I, and I even see it on channels. I see it on channels online. Yeah. That there are people... Oh, well, this guy... And I love it. They're sitting in front of a, like, one of those recording things with all the knobs and slides. And that supposedly gives them some clout. Yeah. In, like, you know, what, you know, is right and wrong. Yeah. And it's like, no, it doesn't. Oh, I see. uh, (laughs) One of of my most highly viewed TikTok posts Mm -hmm. goes to that. It was a guy. There's a sound out there. This is a work of art. This is bullshit. Right. Yeah. And it's some guy and he's showing all this fucking fancy audio equipment. Right. Like he shows this really expensive audio interface. Right. Mm -hmm. This is a work of art. And then he shows a budget based model. Like, yeah, uh, you know, a budget based model. This is bullshit. And I jumped in. I stitched onto the video and I said, no, dude, it's guys like you that are bullshit because whatever you can afford and whatever helps you to create the music that's in your heart and the music that gives you joy or in our case this podcast that gives mm-hmm. us that gives us joy we enjoy doing this and we're doing this on a bare bones fucking setup it's a nice bare bones setup though you know i i, I we're using a Behringer uh, a $150 Behringer mixer yeah to do this and a free recording and editing program mm mm-hmm. mhm and we, you know, I, we're doing this on a budget. And if we really wanted to, we could pull resources oh and we, my could, God. we could get up. We could really upgrade this shit. But first of all, we don't fucking need it. What for what we do, we don't need a big fancy setup. And second of all, this serves our purpose quite well. And I'm not about gatekeeping, man. This what we have allows us to do what we want to do. And anybody who's going to shit on somebody because they can't afford to put $10,000 or $15,000 into their home recording setup. Yeah. Fuck you mm-hmm. and feed you fish heads. Yes. But we you know, do need a video. We do need a video. We need to talk about that. Yes. Make the goddamn video. We need to talk about it off the air. <laughs> God damn it. Just... You're, you are why we can't have nice things. No, we can have wonderful things. It's just putting up a freaking camera and streaming. That's you, it. You are why it we... Is not, it is not complicated shit. You make it complicated. I don't know how. Oh, my God. It's like freaking Google it. I don't know how. Yeah. Why would I Google it when I have you? You can figure it out. I don't know how to do it. Wait a minute. <laughs> don't you have a fucking Twitch stream? Yes, but I'm still working on the audio. The rest of it's great. The video's awesome. But I don't have, like, all this mixing shit either. 150 bucks. Sweetwater.com. Yeah. I mean, all we have to do, we need to find... Stupid wires. We need to find... Put the video here. Uh-huh. And broadcast. And then just go up onto YouTube first. Go up onto YouTube. Go up onto Twitch. Go up onto TikTok or whatever. You know, probably gonna. Well, they ain't gonna monetize wait, it because you wait, cuss. Wait, 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 stop. 
if we put the video where you're saying we should put the video. Yes. Since we don't have a video component at this point, Bill's pointing to the wall to my right, his left. Okay. Uh, yes, that's your left hand. I don't dummy. don't do that. Don't you make you make it out like I did something stupid? You looked at your fucking hand to make sure it was the left hand. I was reaching for a drink. No, you weren't. I think that's a lie from your mouth. If we put the video there, yeah, it'll catch us. But on days when we have Jim here, it'll be directly at him. No, okay, we have discussed this. We first, we okay. Here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. I got a plan. Okay, and I can discuss half of it, just because why not? I have a round table uh, in my basement. Okay, that I've been trying to figure out a way to get rid of. Okay, it's coming here. Okay. And we can use the round table instead of the square table. And that way we can position ourselves in corners so that the camera can catch all of our juiciness. How are you on a corner on a, on a round table? No, you're not. You're not. No. No, you haggis head. No. Haggis head. No, you're not listening. You're not listening, lad. It's you just said we're on a corner. Right. On a round table. Yes. How do you keep uh, how do you keep an idiot in suspense? Come back tomorrow and I'll I'm tell saying, you. I'm saying on a round table, you can pick any corner. There's no corners. Uh, implied corners. Implied corners. It's fucking round. Right. If you overlay a square onto a circle, right? And then rotate that square like by a degree. And you do that 360 times, you will have 360 corners that make up a circle. No, it doesn't work that way. It kind of works that way. It's mathematically possible. Whatever. I'm, I'm, my, this is why I fucking drink. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, the square table is good, but the round table would be better. Plus, we would be knights at that point, I think. I think that's how it works. We're knights of the round table. Yeah. And then you could be at one corner, I'll be at the other. Jim could be at the third corner, and then we have the camera at the fourth. Then we play three-cornered pitney. There it is. That's what it is. It's not corners. It's cardinal points. Eat a dick. <laughs> cardinal points. So I, I, I'm at the north because I'm the star. The right. Nor- I'm and, the I'm, north and, star. I'm, and I'm from the south because I am from the south side. Of Lee Heighton. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> South First Street representing. <laughs> where where would we put Jim? Uh, West Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. We really got to have him on again. I think he's fun. Yeah, he is fun. You know what? When we get into the early 90s and we start the grunge era. Yeah, he, he's going to have to be there for I that. To we'll have to bring him to pipe in on up. that. Yeah. Because God, God forbid he doesn't get to talk about Seven Mary Three. Or shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just listening to Bush Cumbersome. <laughs> that's Seven Mary Three, not Bush. Whatever. It's all the same. Bush was come down. Ah. Oh. <laughs> uh, I got you shouldn't you. have corrected me because Jim was yelling at the speaker at that point. <laughs> he was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> He gets fired up. He does. It's oh, I love. I love. Sometimes it's okay to get fired up until I can't walk away from it. <laughs> and it's like, oh, just let him go. He get. He gets cranked up. Yeah, 
And he's, but he's but he's a great he's a great person. Yeah, he is. I love, I, I like Jim. I like Jim. I would not. I wouldn't. Uh, it's I. There are very few people that I want to have on as guests from time to time. Oh, he's, he's one of them. He's just fun. Except now, no more trivia though. I ain't doing no trivia. Not with him. Why? I think you know what I I can't confirm this because I don't have the footage anymore because it it disappeared. But uh, I think he was looking at the answers. I'm just saying. Just saying. I don't think you were covering the answers well enough. Yeah, I think you were holding. I mean, he has good eyesight. He's eyes like an eagle. Me, I can't see so good. <laughs> Neither can I. You know, I'm just. I mean, I'm not accusing him of cheating. I would never accuse him of cheating. But maybe taking a strategic advantage. Here's the thing: if you're going to cheat, you should win. He didn't win. True. True. You know what? That's oh, we got. I no, never mind. I was gonna say we do Star Trek trivia, but no, you've watched too much. <laughs> That's that just don't work. We'll we'll even the playing field. We'll do board game trivia. Yeah, but I had to come up with all the questions. What are you gonna ask me? Oh, you see, yeah, you don't know nothing about board games. No, because I have a life. Whoa, whoa, hey, hey, hey. As do I. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Over 600 freaking board games. Who needs that? Me. Oh, oh, damn it. Fair enough. Go ahead. Rip your fucking headphones out. Dummy. <laughs> All right. I so I think that's about it for the night. Yep. So next week, we're going to move on to 1986, which in Bill's opinion is the greatest year. Yes. In heavy metal history. And, and and when everybody hears what happens in 86, it, they will definitely just say, yep, it's 86. It, there's, it, it just it was that was the peak pinnacle. I'm not going to argue, but we shall see what we shall see come next week. All right. All right. Until next time. This has been Oh No, Not Them. I'm Eric. And Bill. Later on, motherfuckers.